0: welcome back everybody to the lakers silver screen and roll podcast i normally do this at the end of a podcast alex but i'm going to do it in the beginning alex regla at alex m regla on twitter that's you you also work for com. You can catch all his great work there. So check him out at AlexMRegla on Twitter. And I'm Alex at AlexPadilla86. Most of you know me from the headline I wrote on Twitter saying that the Lakers were going to have a hard time making the playoffs <laughs> last week. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be because I think people listened to it and understood what I was saying. So no harm, yep. no foul there.
1: I do appreciate you uh, mentioning that. Yeah, I, I was on the other end of the spectrum there when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. So I did appreciate you doing that.
0: Yes, it's one of those things. I just, uh, you know, I guess it was a little clickbaity the headline, but I think once people heard it, they understood what I was trying to say. It's like I do expect the Lakers to make the playoffs. Um, just I think it'll be a little bit of a struggle to get a higher seat. Is all I was saying. But anyways, that's not what we're going to talk about today. Uh, today, Alex, uh, the top headline today. It is the off season, so obviously things are going to slow down. And, you know, there's going to be, you know, not as much news as we were enjoying in the month of June, obviously, when and July when free agency started. But um, something, that, something new we're going to do here on the Silver Screen and Roll podcast, and every show is going to do it, is we're going to highlight one player per podcast. Uh, so we've all signed up to talk about whichever players that really interested us the most. Me and you, we decided on two players, but this week we're going to talk about Kyle Kuzma. So we're going to highlight you know Kyle Kuzma's upcoming season. I think he has a very interesting off season. He's has he's had an interesting off season. So that's who we're going to talk about today.
1: Yeah, sounds good. I, I think Kuz of, of all the players is definitely one of the the keys of the season who depending on how good or how bad he is can can change how this season turns out and how this roster fits together. So I think Kuz is a perfect guy to talk about to start yeah. things off for us.
0: But we will start it off with uh, what the top news of the day was on Tuesday. You're listening to this on Wednesday, probably, and it's nothing new, so we won't spend too much time on it. I don't think. Uh, I think honestly, when Silver Screen and Roll tweeted it, I could just tell people were kind of over it already. Uh, but the the headline today: Magic Johnson leaking details of meeting reportedly hurt Lakers' chances of adding Kawhi Leonard, and that's because Sam Amick and Jovan Buha of the Athletic. Did a, did a piece on this, on Magic Johnson, leaking basically everything. What would you say, like an hour after the <laughs> phone conversation? Me and you have talked about it before, but um, according to the report, uh, this is straight from the article, I truly believe that when Magic started telling the media about the meeting he had with Kawhi and Dennis, that sealed the fate of the Lakers. A person involved in the process told The Athletic. I think that right there was when Dennis and Kawhi decided we can't trust the Lakers as an organization, and that was it. I think that was it for him. So I don't. Th- I think a lot of people already assume that Alex. I don't know how you feel, or we could just say how we feel. Um, I, for me, I, it's not a secret. I definitely think that that affected Kawhi Leonard's dis- decision one hundred percent. I don't think it was like the final nail in the coffin or anything, but I definitely think it affected him.
1: No, I, I agree. Like, if we just go back and look at the three teams that were in the running for Kawhi the Lakers were the only ones who really leaked anything out. And the thing that leaked out was the magic conversation. Like Toronto, besides the huge, you know, the helicopter following him around, that type of stuff. And yeah, yeah, besides that, they were pretty, you know, tight lipped. And then the Clippers, we didn't even know where they stood in this whole situation. So they did probably the best job in keeping the things in house. So yeah, I I mean, I don't, I I wouldn't say that I I put it past Kawhi for, for testing the Lakers to see if they can keep things in house because they've proven over these last few years that whatever they can leak at any, any time and any moment. And, and magic just proved that if anything, I think this shows that with magic now out of the picture, it's a good thing for the Lakers and kind of these things, hopefully will be less common. And I I mean, I know where you stand with magic. I, how big of a deciding factor do you think this was for Kawhi that this got out? Well,
0: well, now that Kawhi is a Clipper, I'm officially on the "I hate Kawhi" bandwagon. Okay. So I will just say this: like Kawhi Leonard and Uncle Dennis. Listen, if you wanna if you wanna base your judgment on where you're gonna sign with a former employee, then that's up to you. You know, what I mean, Magic Johnson is no longer part of the organization. Whether he may be a face for the organization, that's something different. Whether you know Genie Bus and Rob Palenka might use him for future free agency pitches, I don't know, but magic johnson isn't in the organization anymore mm-hmm. so for you guys for dennis and Kawhi to use that as an excuse i don't think Kawhi was ever really truly going to come here um i think that was a uh, them kind of feeling out the waters like let's just go do our due diligence with the lakers mm-hmm. um and like, i really don't think this was the the deciding factor i obviously don't think it helped i it might have been Uncle Dennis pushing for it, and Kawhi never wanting it because you know it's been documented that Dennis is a huge Magic Johnson fan. Um, yes, everyone knows where I stand on Magic Johnson. I'm glad that he's gone as far as part of the actual organization, but I just think it's It's so silly, like that you're gonna even or people around you are even saying that that Magic leaking a conversation um, was a reason why. I mean, obviously everybody knows Magic Johnson cannot keep his mouth shut. It's it's not like you know, like it's not even a thing. So, and he doesn't work for the Lakers. So I I find it a bit silly, and honestly, I feel uh, i I've come to terms with the quiet decision because I I like what the Lakers have done with the roster. So, whatever. If you want to use it against Magic, whatever. I don't care anymore.
1: Yeah, and I think you brought up a good point that we don't really know how much or how much interest there ever was with Kawhi and the Lakers, and if it was ever really, you know. Real, if it was one-sided or not, but it sounds like from every report that's come out since that Kawhi's always kind of had his mind on the Clippers, and if anything, Mm -hmm. it was just trying to buy them more time to pull a trade for Paul George or a second star. So it maybe you know the Magic thing probably didn't help, of course. Like it's not a good look, but we don't know if it really would have altered things all that much. It sounds like it was always the Clippers and Kawhi's eyes. So, like you said, I think the Lakers rebounded nicely despite of all that, and. Yeah. hopefully everyone could just move on from this
0: yeah i mean it's gonna be listen we are now rivals with Kawhi leonard and paul george and the clip i mean always been the clippers but now with Kawhi leonard and paul george so it's time that i think lakers twitter at least i know that doesn't represent the majority of laker fans have turned the page and now it's like all right let's move on you know we have a solid team we have anthony davis lebron james boogie kuzma danny green and the list keeps going so I, yeah i think we're turning the page on the Kawhi leonard saga and, uh, I'm over it now. Now he's enemy number one.
1: <laughs> well, it, I mean, he's getting banned from coffee shops. We hear he's getting right. heckled on the street. So, uh, yeah, I did see that video. That yeah. Was an interesting thing. That's crazy. I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I get fans are upset that he did join the Lakers, but I mean, I, I still think it's a little cringeworthy when people kind of heckle guys on the street for just walking around. But, uh,
0: Calling him the most overrated player in the history of the NBA is a bit much. Yeah, I mean sure. the
1: guy just won a championship, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. the The Clippers Lakers games this season are gonna be must watch TV. That I'm definitely looking forward yeah. to those games, though, for sure. I
0: gotta make my way to one of those. I gotta get. Yeah. I gotta get to one of those games in person, no matter the cost. Probably better if I go to a Clippers home game. But still.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> those tickets prices are still a little lower now.
0: All right, so that hopefully that wasn't too much for you guys that are already over it. Now we're gonna get into the meat of today's podcast. Uh, we're going to profile Kyle Kuzma. He's entering his third season with the Lakers. Last season he came off, um, I would say, an okay year. Uh, he averaged 18.7 points, 5.5 rebounds, two and a half assists. I think his numbers look really good. But I think people were disappointed with his dip in three-point percentage, which was at 30.3. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Kuzma averaged the most three-point attempts on the Lakers last season, which I thought was surprising. I was like, oh, for sure, it's KCP. He threw up 10 a game, even if you only played 10 minutes. But... uh no it was kuzma he averaged the most uh, three-point attempts last year um so I'm just gonna start off by saying this or asking you this what is a successful season for Kyle Kuzma this upcoming year
1: I think I think you you with the shooting that you just mentioned I think that's gonna be, play a big part of it I, I think he if he can get back to even even if he doesn't reach his rookie level you know numbers where it was like 37 38 percent if he could be at least a league average, three-point shooter and then maybe take another step forward with his defense I think that will be a successful season for Kuzma mm-hmm. I think in the role he's going to be put in here he he's gonna you know he's no longer gonna be the first option the second option He's probably gonna be maybe the third or fourth option on offense so if he can just kind of accept that role and kind of make the most of it where he's more of a catch and shoot guy where he could attack off closeouts or if he can just kind of hit those open threes then I think that's all they're going to really ask him to do. And then on the defensive end, they might ask him to guard threes or fours or even twos at times. And he's kind of struggled there in the past. So I think if he can kind of round out his game and continue to kind of check off these boxes where he needs to improve, I think that's a successful season. The the thing where I'm curious about is how he plays if he's coming off the bench. Because I'm not sure if he's going to start from game one. And I don't know how he's going to take how he's going to handle coming off the bench if that's going to affect his performance at all so it's going to be interesting to see how he kind of accepts this new role as a guy who has to take a back seat to both LeBron and Anthony Davis I, I think last season he showed that he could play off the ball next to LeBron which was a good thing and I think that definitely was in his favor for why the Lakers kept him but we'll see how that translates next year with two guys uh what about you? Where do you think he has to improve? Yeah, I think
0: if I'm just looking directly at the stat lines, I think the numbers that I see from last year, they need to be basically flat. Like, he needs to average between 17 and 19 points a game and keep kind of the numbers there. I think you bring up a good point that I really don't put too much thought in because it's it's kind of difficult to gauge defense, like, like via numbers, you know? Yeah. Obviously, it's all a visual thing, but if I'm just looking strictly at offense— you know, obviously it's going to be LeBron and AD averaging however many points, whether it's, you know, 29 to 25 points a game. I, I think Kyle Kuzma is going to be the number three option. Mm-hmm. And now that obviously can change if Boogie Cousins has a, you know, remarkable bounce back year. And, and we see the old Boogie Cousins and out of nowhere, he'll score 20 points a game. Like if, if that happens, the Lakers are going to be absolutely lethal. Um, I think they will be an incredible team if Boogie has that kind of year. Um obviously i'm talking about if they stay healthy this is all under the assumption that everybody stays healthy obviously fingers crossed um, yeah fingers crossed obviously yeah we, we've seen what can happen but kalkuzma's kuzma's gonna have to probably be the third top score do you agree with that or do you think it's it could be somebody else
1: i think like just looking at a points you know per game thing yeah i mean i would probably bet he's probably the third third guy just because he is the youngest of the group and he probably had showed that he could be the healthiest of the group as well. So yeah, I I, I guess I could see that.
0: Yeah. I think a successful season will be improve your three point shot, Mm -hmm. keep your points per game up. And also you're going to have to do that with probably less shots because he averaged the second most shots attempts last year behind LeBron James. He averaged 15.5 shots per game. I doubt he gets that amount of shots and that's where the three point percentage is going to be very key for his game. I think he, that's probably the biggest thing offensively that he needs to work on is that three-point shot he needs to get it back up and I think he's going to have a lot more open looks um, yes he will have less shots he might be about 13-14 instead of 15-16 um, which doesn't seem like a lot but it can be if you're struggling from the three so um, a successful season for me would be for him obviously to stay healthy and to keep that stat line and be the third top scorer Uh, I mean, he's 23 years old. Let's not forget that. He's not, you know, 26, 27 like Anthony Davis is going to be. He's 23. He's coming into his third year. This is, you know, traditionally a year where players start breaking out if they're going to break out. And obviously, I don't think Laker fans are expecting Kyle Kuzma to become a superstar. But I do think that Laker fans love Kyle Kuzma and expect him to continue to progress. Now, that's probably what I define as a successful season. Um, a lot of things though, like as soon as you say, fingers crossed, my, my brain starts going into like panic mode and I'm like, Oh my God. Yes. If an injury happens, you never know. But you know, Kuzma's out of his, his little bits here and there of injuries. He only played 70 games last year. So, um, yeah, I think keeping the stat line flat, improving the defense would be a a very successful season for Kyle Kuzma.
1: Yeah. And I, I think if one thing that Kuzma's kind of proven since coming to the Lakers is that he's a hard worker and that he works on his craft, and he's always in the gym. And, you know, people make fun of him for always posting his workouts on online and social media. But he, 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 like from every player we've heard from who's been his teammate or coaches, it sounds like he works really hard and is trying to get better. So that's definitely a good sign. And like you mentioned, he is only 23. He could take a couple more steps forward in his career and, and as a player. So I think the Lakers are, are banking on Kuzma to reach another level next year and, and going forward.
0: Yeah, you bring up that the fact that the coaches and players have been impressed with him. One of those players is Anthony Davis. He was quoted, uh, you know, was Anthony Davis has been a Laker for just a few weeks, and in that short amount of time, uh, Davis has really praised and been impressed with Kuzma, calling him an unbelievable player. He said any they played against him, it was always great battles. He says he can shoot, he can stretch the floor, he can put it down, he can finish, he has post moves. He says, I'm very excited about playing alongside him. And then Frank Vogel was was incredibly impressed so far with kuzma but he also did say i expect to push him to his peak this year Uh so um yeah i don't think anyone can question kyle kuzma's work ethic and that kind of goes along with what we saw this offseason so far uh he's totally revamped his jump shot yeah Um, lethal shooter on twitter has posted some videos and it's clear that he has a much higher release point going into this year i don't want to get into like mechanics of his shot but he has totally changed it and from what i read and maybe you can elaborate more, is that it should really help his, I guess, his vision because the release point is so much higher and a more traditional style jump shot.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think if you just compare the new the new form, I mean, we don't have too much of a, a, a sample besides that kind of like 10-second clip uh, Lethal Shooter posted, but in that clip alone, we can see the ball is getting released at a higher, at a higher set point where last season the ball was almost in his face kind of covering the basket as he was going up and that kind of you you know that can mess with your your sight lines and how you're you're arcing the ball as you go up so any I do take it as a good sign that he note he kind of acknowledges that the shot wasn't where it needed to be last year and wants to get better at that because like you mentioned like he did take the most three-point shots on the team last year but he also took the most wide open three-point shots on the team last year and he took a I think he was 11th he had the 11th most wide open threes of any player all last season. And he only ended up shooting like around 31, 32% on those wide open shots. So that's somewhere where he's going to continue to get good looks, but he's going to have to steadily knock those down on a consistent basis because he needs to be on the floor. And and if he's not making shots and not playing consistent defense, then it's hard for him to, to be out there where there's more bench options on the team now than there were there was last season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing too, that the Lakers are, are going to or frank vogel is going to have to deal with is this team has way more depth than they did in the last couple seasons uh, i can't remember the last time they actually had this at least by names had this much depth if you want more information on kyle kuzma's jump shot if you want some visuals on it uh, anthony wrote something on silver screen and roll a couple days ago mm-hmm. so you can check it out on com. there's the video there from lethal shooter also a couple side-by-sides from the in-game shot obviously shooting in an empty gym is a lot different than shooting when a guy's at six foot seven coming at you. So yeah, but it's a it's a good little breakdown of Kyle Kuzma's jump shot there. Um, and the reason, honestly, um, Alex, why I wanted to talk about Kyle Kuzma today was because I think he, of anybody on this team, I think he has the most potential to break out as far as becoming not a superstar, but becoming like a top NBA player when you look at the when you look at the Lakers roster it's filled with veterans and obviously you have LeBron James and you have Anthony Davis but if you actually look at the roster is there somebody on there that you look at and you're like yeah this guy has potential to become a, a top star
1: I mean after the Anthony Davis trade I mean Kuzma's is the only young guy left so yeah right. I mean it really it it really has to be him. I mean, and I think that's why there's going to be a lot of pressure on him going into the next season because we saw that Lonzo, Ingram, Hart, all those guys are now gone. And Kuzma, you know, that's a big show of faith in the front office into Kuz that, you know, we, tr- we we value you. We think you, you have the potential to be this star player in this league. And I think he knows that he has that pressure on him now to kind of live up to those expectations. And I, I think that Kuz has flashed a lot of Uh, skill on the offensive side of the ball and I think he could score a lot and I think the next step is just rounding out his game and getting more efficient in the shots he takes and the types of shots he takes and uh, I think there is a like a disconnect between how fans and kind of I don't want to say the analytics view Kyle Kuzma compared to like the NBA or general NBA fans but there is a bit of a polarizing take on Kuzma and what you how you value him as a player but I think if you just look at him as a young player on an inexpensive deal who has shown that he can be a low usage guy and and do a couple nice things on the offensive side of the floor, then yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely a good prospect to have in your system. You just kind of hope that he takes that next step forward. And like you mentioned earlier, his work ethic is definitely there. So I, I think there is defi- definitely value there to be had with Coos.
0: Yeah, it's also encouraging to me because the Lakers were pretty dead set on not letting him go, so clearly their scouting department, their front office sees something in Kyle Kuzma that they needed to keep. Because you know they didn't say like, no, we're keeping Brandon Ingram and yeah. or we're keeping Lonzo. Obviously, Josh Hart wasn't at that caliber of those three guys, but they saw something in, in Kyle and they saw something that they wanted to see and, and expand and work on. So that kind of gives me a little bit of uh, not hope. I mean, I already think he's a, he's a pretty decent player, but. I'm very excited to see how he progresses this season. I think it's going to be probably one of the top stories to watch as far as individual guys go on this particular roster. Um, as far as Kyle Kuzma's offseason, it's been pretty eventful, <laughs> yeah. especially if you read TMZ Sports lately. Uh, we, don't, <laughs> we don't need to get into his dating life, whether he's dating Kendall Jenner um, or not. I really don't care. I don't think our listeners care about, on this particular podcast at least. But if you have strong opinions, Alex, I'm down to let you go ahead
1: and rant. Yeah, I I mean, his shot selection on and off the court probably needs to get a little better. I mean, but uh, but yeah, I mean, he's always, that's another thing with Kuz. Like this guy was born to be a Laker. Like I know that's really cliche, but he just loves being in LA and he seems to always get into something. You know, if it's a mural on on a wall or if it's just TMZ following him around, it's Kuz definitely was built for uh, Los Angeles. And I think he really wants to stay here.
0: Yeah, for sure, and I think I think he will stay here if he continues to have the seasons that, that progressing, at least. Um, uh, Kyle Kuzma is part of Team USA. Now, I, if you're following Team USA, I'm going to name you all the players that have left <laughs> the team, and then I'll tell you the players that are left over. Here's the players that are gone as of today on Tuesday. Anthony Davis, gone. James Harden, Tobias Harris, Eric Gordon, CJ McCollum, uh, Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard, DeMar DeRozan, and I believe it was yesterday that Zion Williamson withdrew yeah. from the team. Here's uh, who left. Who's left? Kyle Kuzma obviously is <laughs> is, is is there. PJ Tucker, Harrison Barnes, Paul Millsap, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Kyle Lowry. Uh, as far as bigs go, you got Kevin Love, Andre Drummond, Brooke Lopez, Miles Turner, and then four guys today got named. Uh, as uh, replacements, Marcus Smart, Thaddeus Young, Jalen Brown, and Julius Mm Randle. So I don't really care about the Team USA and the FIBA World Cup, um, like who's on the roster or not. But what I do care about, when I think Laker fans should care about, is Kyle Kuzma working with Greg Popovich. Yes, yeah. Like that is, to me, why these young guys basically that are left over, I mean they're not all young, but some of them are, that's the reason why you stay on this FIBA team World Cup or this World Cup FIBA team because you get the chance to work with Greg Popovich. And listen, Kyle Kuzma, you know, we can say whatever about Luke Walton. That's really the only uh, head coach he's ever had in, in in the NBA. And now he gets to work with probably the best around right now. And secondly, he gets to probably, he's probably going to get some minutes, I'm assuming. I don't know. I doubt he'll be a starter. But Secondly, for me, he's gonna get minutes in games that mean something,
1: uh-huh.
0: and that's something that this, like pretty much the entire Lakers roster last year and in the year before, were lacking. It's when were the, when did these guys play any games that actually meant something down the stretch? So now you have now you're part of a team that is expected to win gold, ex- high expectations. So I think it's nothing but positive that Kyle Kuzma is staying on Team USA.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. I actually didn't even think of that, really. But you, yeah, you're spot on. Like if Kuz can get that prep work in with Team USA, where he's playing in these high-intense games that a lot, you know, a lot of stakes, a lot of high stakes there, and he's going into a season with the Lakers that there are championship aspirations and expectations going into it that he can get that practice of playing in these high-pressure games and kind of prepare them for what's coming next season. I think that's. That would only benefit him and the Lakers uh, next season, and getting to work under Pop and getting to practice with all these all-star type players, that's only going to help his game even further. And I think think just being a part of this Team USA process for him is going to be a good thing, and hopefully he takes a few tips and skills away from it and gets prepared mentally for what's going to be hopefully a long playoff run here.
0: And if you're changing your jump shot, the more eyes that get to see that jump shot, yeah. especially eyes like that coaching roster, like that's a good thing. Like I think it's it's ama- it's actually a really 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 good. I cannot emphasize how how good of a thing I think it is for Kyle Kuzma to be there. Um whether he plays a lot or not, like you said that training, that prep work, the film room, everything that they do out there, it's going to be nothing but positive for Kyle Kuzma. I hope he the only you know, the only downside is obviously you can get injured, but Um, yeah, it's nothing but positive. So as far as outlook for Kyle Kuzma, this off season, he's the guy that I, I I think is focused on basketball, unless you're read TMZ sports, he's (laughs) clearly in the gym a lot. He's going to play some meaningful uh, basketball this off season. So, um, I'm really looking forward to what Kyle Kuzma can do. Um, obviously I've said on this podcast before, I'm a big fan. I ordered a Kuzmania shirt. I'm still waiting for it in the mail. Um, (laughs) I ordered it in December, and it's still not here. So, uh, yeah, maybe don't order those shirts from his website.
1: <laughs> I, I think also, I also forget to mention, we forgot to mention the Lakers hired an actual shooting coach to the team. So oh, that's that, right. that should also help with his jump shine. They also hand, uh, hired Phil Handy, who's another skills mm-hmm. and development coach who's really well-respected around the league for helping Siakam and Kawhi and uh, some yeah. all-star players. So hopefully, you know, the tool, you know, we have the resources now for – Kuzma and and the other young guys that we haven't had in past season so yeah I mean Kuzma he's got a lot of stuff going for him and we have the necessary resources now to kind of help him grow it's just going to be up to him to take advantage of him and this opportunity with Team USA to to get better and and he's a a big potential swing guy this season like if he steps he takes a step back and struggles to adjust with LeBron and Anthony Davis that can really hurt this team but if he kind of hits his stride and and takes another step forward, that could be a huge, a huge plus for this team who's looking for like a third potential star, and they can maybe have something close to that in Kuzma if he kind of takes some good, significant steps forward.
0: Yeah, it's, um, I think it's safe to say that both of us expect big things from Kyle Kuzma this this season.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I do get why some fans are a little upset that he he was the guy who stuck around after the San Davis trade and was it Lonzo or Ingram, but like. I think he, he's shown a lot of positive and useful things for this team that you should be excited that he can at least uh, make an impact next season and sh- hopefully just take the proper steps that he needs to take that everybody knows he has to take. If it's his jump shot or his defense or rebounding or passing, he just needs to be more consistent with all those things.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, that's our that's our profile for this one on Kyle Kuzma. Um, something that <laughs> I think we might start making, if it catches on, maybe if you like it or not, this is going to be the first time that you're playing this game. This will be my third time playing this game. I played it with Harrison. I played it with Sasha. They both seem to enjoy it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's it's well documented that Magic Johnson said uh, part of the reason why he quit as Lakers president of basketball ops was because he wanted to tweet more with, less, with no restrictions. So I uh, came up with a game called – fine or fine and basically the game is i will read you magic johnson tweets from the last week and you tell me (laughs) if if they're fine or if they would get a fine if he still worked for the lakers how's that sound oh i
1: love this already (laughs) this sounds perfect yeah Yeah. (laughs) so
0: okay so right now it is the off season so i had to do a little digging uh i had to go back a little more than a week i went back to july thirteenth, so not too much later you know magic johnson's doing like a speaking tour or something so he's not tweeting too much about basketball but i did find three and i'll read these three and you tell me if it's if you think it's fine or a fine okay got it all right this is from july 13th for magic johnson i think at king james will be the league's mvp next season
1: okay i think okay that's okay i think that's fine because he he would have been a laker at that time and he would have been employed by the lakers still with you know magic being employed there so i think that's totally fine to talk about your own players it's a little a little cheesy and a little you know pandering there but i think that's okay in the magic scale uh, how he usually does things, that's totally fine
0: yeah i will say that during the playoffs this game was a lot juicier (laughs) oh i (laughs) bet yeah (laughs) during the playoffs he was just like you know Real up some, like he was, uh, he was very, very complimentary of a bunch of players that he could not be of. Okay, this is the second one from July 17th. A big congratulations to Rich Paul for being named the head of UTA Sports. I look forward to working with you in the future.
1: Ooh. I, oh, now, can
0: you pander to agents?
1: I was gonna say, I mean, unless you want to hire, you know, certain players in that agency, maybe. Ooh, now, that's a tough one,
0: especially because Rich Paul is Anthony Davis's yeah. agent. And obviously he's not LeBron's agent, but there's some, you know, stuff there. I think that's a fine.
1: I I think so too. If you're a, a Lakers official and you're it's just magic is so weird. Like he's the only like front <laughs> office person tweeting at all. Like like we right. don't hear this from like the Charlotte prisoner basketball operations or something you know so uh, i think like
0: i think daryl morey's like the only other guy uh, yeah who tweets, he's the only other one but he only tweets about his stuff he doesn't ever talk about anything like, like i'm on his twitter right now he's talking about you know welcome back you know ben macklemore yeah here's, here's a copy of a book i'm reading right now like <laughs> he's boring yeah magic's magic's showtime still <laughs>
1: yeah to his detriment like he, he's still like uh he, he's a little exuberant online so uh yeah i think that's probably a fine like i don't think you should be talking about and i think i think important in this game is that magic more than anyone else is there's like a strict no policy with tampering when it comes to magic and all eyes are on him when it comes to these tweets so that all right. probably would have got him yeah
0: and this is like a tricky one because i don't know i have not read the rules about this but from july 18th at magic johnson Basketball fans should definitely check out at the Big Three. The players are serious competitors and know how to put on a show. <laughs> now, my question for you is that he didn't mention any big three players yeah. directly. But if he did mention big three players, is that illegal recruiting and tampering?
1: Well, technically they're not NBA players, right? Right. But they would be considered uh what well, I don't well if you if you joined the big three, do you kinda like leave out your nba agency like your status like if another team wanted to pick you up probably not right right so. i think
0: there's like i'm i guarantee you there's a couple players on there like, like, jo- I like I'm not joe familiar. johnson like, right I guarantee you there's, really well. yeah i guarantee you that those guys some of those guys want another shot at the nba
1: yeah i mean was he winking as he tweeted this if he was winking no. or doing something like that maybe you know what
0: that's one thing that magic does not do he does not use emojis
1: <laughs> i wish he did i wish he did like I a winking he emoji too. here and there that'd be great uh <laughs> I guess I guess that would be okay, I mean, yeah. since he's not talking about a specific player, but uh yeah, it's just so yeah. hard to tell with magic this which makes this game I guess perfect in that sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's the first uh that's your first chance at playing fine or fine with Magic Johnson tweets. That's all I, I, I got it. so far as far as basketball goes. next week, hopefully, you know once you know or maybe at least once the the World Cup starts or something uh we'll we'll see if I can get some more
1: tweets. But yeah, he'll, he'll start tampering with soccer players for all we know.
0: <laughs> Who knows? No, I meant the, the basketball World Cup. <laughs> oh, that's the right. The okay. World Cup. <laughs> the <FEMA> World Cup. <laughs> yeah, you could have put it past but, them anyway, yeah. All um, right, everybody. So, yeah, uh, when you tune into this channel, that's what you're going to be hearing uh, from every show. We're all going to be picking a player. We're going to be profiling them. You know, we're still a bunch of time away from the regular season. But we're going to keep you here every single day. We're going to give you new content on the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. You can subscribe on Apple. You can check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Basically, if there's a podcast forum, we're on there. So go ahead and check it out, uh, com. Alex, at Alex Mregla on Twitter. Any final thoughts?
1: I'm excited, man. I'm excited for this preview series and this season. I think we did a good job covering Kuzma, who's you know a polarizing player. But I think there's a lot to look forward to next season when it comes to him
0: yeah yeah absolutely for sure so everybody check out alex's work on dot and, and like i said at alex m regla on twitter i'm at alex padilla 86 we will talk to you guys next wednesday um, we're not sure who we're going to get yet because the fill-in sheet is uh doesn't go that far in advance but we will be profiling another player next week so thank you everybody for tuning in alex thanks so much
1: man thanks alex